Can you hear the sound of that lawnmower in front of your house or maybe down the street? How many times will you have to cut the grass again? We're in the fall. There's sports, soccer and football, homecoming. People are living their lives, looking forward to uh, a break from the summer heat. But it's getting hotter with the Safety Act coming and violence around the corner and people not knowing what's going to be like. How are we going to handle it with the Democrats pushing the release of dangerous criminals on the streets and the Republicans screaming that uh, this danger is going to impact all? And the people in the cities and the poor people who are the victims, who are always the victims, the black and brown people of Chicago, just like there there are people who are the offenders who are also black and brown, and we just don't want to talk about any of it. All that's going on, to make sense of it. We have a former Cook County State's Attorney, John Curran, who's now state senator from uh, DuPage County, Republican. He'll talk about it. And Jeff Carlin is here. Jeff Carlin, executive producer, WGN Radio. And I'm here, John Cass, executive editor, chief bottle washer of johncassnews.com. And where are you? Where the politicians on one side, on the left, are telling you to shut up and take it and don't ask questions. And on the right, they're saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And in the middle, you're wondering when when your kids or your wife take the kids to go to the store, what's going to happen to them? Do Do you have to wear a stick? Do you have to have a stick in your pocket to go to the store after the Safety Act passes? You're on the Chicago Way podcast on WGN Plus. Look, the, the Chicago Way is a deep cultural phenomenon. It's the Chicago Way. The Chicago Way. That's the focus. In a tower by the river, there lived a man. There was a man who took a stand with pen and paper in his hand. Defeating foes in every ward with a pen more mighty than the sword. No escape from his ink lasso in a tower by the river. Castle. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. As promised, uh, we're with John Curran, state senator from the Western Burbs. Republican to talk about the safety act. The Democrats are freaking out. Even the newspapers are freaking out. I think the Chicago Tribune just hired Injustice Watch or one of those left-wing groups to, to analyze the um, the safety act. But we have Mr. Curran, who is a former state senator. I mean, a, a current state senator, former Cook County State's Attorney. And he has a story to tell. So welcome to the Chicago way, Mr. Curran. Oh, thank you. Thank you, John. It's great to be with you. I love it. Yeah, go on. Well, I mean, I love it. Before we get into the nitty gritty, because the Safety Act has lots of uh, twists and turns and 
There's a lot of confusion there. Um, before we got rolling here, there was a story brewing between the two of you. In, in the center, I believe you did some door knocking in John's old neighborhood. Well, so, so I represent uh, a portion of Western Springs. And when I was campaigning in 2018, running for the Illinois Senate, I was running against the Senate president's cousin at the time. And I uh, knocked on uh, John's door and his uh, son was kind enough to to get him i was just out canvassing door to door and uh pulled away from the grill for for a few minutes and uh had a great chat about chicago politics and the color tin machine and <laughs> it, it was uh it was good it was real did good I, did i not have that face on me you know like oh who's this guy <laughs> you, you did it first believe me it started cold but uh you warmed up so that was oh, okay. uh, that was all right i, I apparently the, the first few uh, questions went well you're staring down the bear if you uh, pull John away from the grill. So yeah, you, the yeah. fact that you were able to cool him off—that's pretty good. I well, figured if I could, if I could survive your your door, I, I would probably do okay in the election. I probably gave you a lot of crap for uh, on Jimmy Durkin, who's my neighbor, lives down the block, and we kind of didn't see eye to eye at the end of things. But um, good guy, good family, and uh, uh, the Western Springs is a great neighborhood. Oh, unfortunately, I I couldn't. Stand the property tax, which is twenty two, twenty three thousand dollars a year. I, I, it was just a little too much for a poor working Jeez. man like me. Yeah, my uh, I had a sister that lived in Western Springs. I think she had a, my niece was in uh, school with, with with your twins, and they fled as well. So, I mean, at some point, the taxes uh, put push you out. Well, we have taxes, and you know what? Uh, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. But when I moved and the Tribune did the expose <laughs> to say <laughs> he lives in this mansion with wood floors and a fireplace, it's not a mansion. But, yeah, there are wood floors. But uh, I didn't know that you could be indicted for that. But the thing is, um, the thing is, peop- I, I was paying twenty three grand a year property tax. Unreal. When I moved out. To the uh, to the beautiful uh, Northwest Indiana, safe. I don't even have to carry a gun with me, John. I don't have to put a gun on to go to the uh, grocery store or get some uh, pharmacy from uh, the Walgreens. Uh, I gave I ended up giving myself about a twenty five thousand dollar raise just by leaving. Jeez, Un- wow, unreal, right? Those are economics we can't compete with. But you can't deal with the Safety Act. And well, uh, what is going on? Because I see a lot of Democrats nervous. We've got, you know, the the wokists, the wokest, the wokest standy coming after us, uh, telling us that, no, it's not really that big, not really that bad of a problem. How bad of a problem is it? John, this is uh, going to be a terrible problem in the criminal justice system. And, and this past Almost two years ago, January 2021, in the middle of the night, 5 they threw this 800-page yeah. bill out there at 5 a.m., gave us an hour to review it on top. And then when you even debated it at that point, no, 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 that's not what it means. That's not what it means. And they passed it. And right away, as we started pulling it apart, we were, we were pointing out all the problems, all the flaws, and they just let it sit. Amazingly enough, they let it sit for two years, and now as that reckoning day is coming, everyone's scrambling. The court systems around the state are scrambling. The Supreme Court is scrambling. Prosecutors, public defenders, everyone's scrambling now. 
as, as this is getting near. Well, we have we have that uh, you know universal income thing that Lori Lightfoot and uh, Tony Preckwinkle are giving out, like for for your tax dollars, like five hundred dollars a month or whatever it is, a thousand, whatever it is. They're they're it's a pilot program. They're giving more money out to people. When that money runs out, when that money runs out, and we have the Safety Act in place. And the people who were used to getting the money, free money, you know, don't have to work. Just, just wait for uh, Madam Preckwinkle to give it to you and Madam Lightfoot. When that money runs out, the federal mo- the federal COVID money runs out because the president just said there's no COVID. What happens to Cook County? And the people who, of Cook County who are law-abiding and might not want to be victims, what happens to them? You know, John, you cannot take deterrence out of the criminal, uh, out of the system. And that is what they've been doing that for years. The Safety Act is the final straw. Uh, Crime is rampant because people don't fear getting caught. They don't stop. The police can't pursue anymore because of insurance issues and coverage issues and safety issues. They run. And, and when they do get caught, they know it's going. they're going to get processed, booked, and be back out that day. When, when there's no fear of accountability in the system, what is going to stop someone that, that sees something that someone else has and say, I want to take that? And that's what's going on, and it's rampant. And, and that's why we need to roll this act back before it gets implemented, because this is going to just put that in place permanently. And there will be no fear of accountability in the criminal justice system. And, and take us to that, John, because, I mean, you spent, what, 19 years as assistant state's attorney in Cook County, and you are now on this implementation task force. So, I mean, take us to where we know the bill passed at 5 a.m. And it was clearly nobody knew really what it meant because everyone was grasping and seemingly at straws trying to explain it even after the <laughs> fact. Um, and then we have, you know, the, the two years go by, but. Where, where are we now on the implementation piece and, and that this task force, the idea of, well, hey, wait a minute, maybe we should figure out a way to make this thing work? Well, the Supreme Court task force has set forth a, a whole host of recommendations for changes and fixes to the bill, not, but, but not getting at the underlying bad policy of the bill, but just the, sure. the terrible drafting of it and the fact that some of it conflicts with other sections in it. So, so, you know, like right. an example. And one, Give us so an example. So when, when you are first taken in front of a judge, the judge can find that you are a threat to the safety of the public as a whole and can detain you. The bill says on, on your next court date, every subsequent court date, the judge must continue find that you're a threat, but can only find you're a threat to a specific person or that you're a flight risk. The threat to the public as a whole is gone. So when prosecutors get up there in the media and start talking about, you know, murder victims, you know, the person that's a threat to, to that individual, to the murderer is dead. So who is the specific person the prosecutor is supposed to step up in court on that second court date? and identify for the judge to find that this person needs to be held. They still pose a threat to someone. You know, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Carjacking. 
probably a more, a more relevant example. That's an act that that's a crime of, of, of randomness. You know, that the victim isn't just in the wrong place at the wrong time. The, the offender doesn't know the victim. So when, when they arrest the offender, it, catch the offender, unless they say something like, I'm going to find the victim when I get out and come after him. The prosecutor is going to assert, but you're not going to be able to find that releasing that carjacker is a threat to that specific victim. It's the public at a, as a whole, because we know when we put them back in the street, what are they going to do? They're going to go carjacking it. Right. But, but, but it's a random crime. So that is one of the areas uh, where the, it's just fatally flawed. Uh, and, and it's just because in the bill, they have the detention standard at four different places, and it's never consistent. It's a different standard each time. It's poorly drafted. So that, that's one of the issues that the implementation task force has been working with, trying to get that um, consistency in, in the process. But all it can do is make recommendations. Ultimately, it's the General Assembly and the governor that have to make changes to this bill or what would be better repeal it and start over the um, by. Okay. Before we go into the politics of this specifically on the bill, I've seen a lot of incidents, a lot of things stated by people like uh, what are the offenses that will no longer be jailable? Right. Um, They're insane and not just carjacking, but you've seen those lists. Um, Yes. What are the non-jailable offenses under the bill? So, John, this is an important point. For um, Anyone charged with a felony can be detained if they are proven to be a willful flight risk. The problem with that is to show that someone's a willful flight risk, you have to show that the prosecutor has to prove that they are planning or attempting to intentionally evade prosecution by concealing oneself. That is never going to happen. So when the proponents of the bill say that's not true, there's no charges, you can't be detained, they're holding out that willful flight risk as an option, which is never going to happen. I mean, you would literally have to catch them with the plane ticket in their pocket going to the airport. So how did this this happen when, uh, you know, it's just I've only been covering politics now for 30 days. You know, I just started. I'm just out of college. And, uh, you know, I've got my uh, Marxist manifesto in my backpack and I'm ready to cover politics. But I'm wondering, where's the re- responsibility for of all this on Tony Preckwinkle, who's the county board president, who uh, has been pushing this, Kim Fox, who's been pushing this, um, the Kwame Raul, who's the attorney general of Illinois, who was there apparently and a Democrat who was there apparently when the Democratic controlled legislature was going through this bill. Isn't he a lawyer? I think so. Uh, how did this, so how did this happen with all these three uh, uh, stars of the uh, Cook County firmament? Well, this is, I mean, this issue has been brewing in Cook County for a long time. And this has been when, when president Preckwinkle got elected county board president, this is the path she wanted to chart Cook County on. She saw um, that there were too many people in the jail over incarceration and the effect that was having on certain communities. And, and she has charged down this path to the point that 
I mean, they have lowered jail population by two thirds in, right. in Cook County pretrial. Right. But we see the effects when you create a turnstile criminal justice system. People are right back out on the street, reoffending again, terrorizing these neighborhoods. As I live in the western suburbs, we, we, we have a relative blanket of safety. It, 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 things happen out here and it shocks us. But it is nothing compared to what's going on in these in these neighborhoods in Cook County and these poor people trying to raise families there and kids can't walk to school safely. And so that's who's been abandoned in this. Um, but and they're, I mean, this and they're black and Hispanic largely because most of the victims of violent crime are not, you know, suburbanites grilling their uh, pork shoulder or, you know, <laughs> right. lamb chops. Uh, no, it's not. It's not those of us out there in, the, who were in Western Springs. It's poor black people and Hispanics being victimized by people released from the jails by the Democrats. Yes, the, the, yes. The the dis, it's going to be a disproportionate effect on the poor minority communities in and around Cook County are the ones that are going to bear the brunt of this bill. But they already have started to bear the brunt of that when. Uh, President Preckwinkle forced the issue with the chief judge, and they changed the bond system in Cook County already. Not to this. This is going to be worse. Yeah. But they changed it in Cook County to to where they significantly lowered that population. They created an electronic monitoring system that does not monitor, yeah. and people run free. Right. Um, you know, and that we is a joke. <laughs> yeah, and where I'm at in DuPage County, I mean, it, we see it all the time spilling out this way. The um. What's interesting to me is that uh, they're talking, the Democrats are talking about how the the defenders of the Safety Act say, uh, well, it's all judges' discretion. Judges have the discretion to keep them in jail, keep the violent in jail. But if you look at CWB Chicago, um, every day there's another story about this is the 46th case involving a man or a woman, but mostly a man who was uh, uh, on trial for shooting, trying to kill or killing someone who was, who was just walked on bail and committed another act of violence against someone else. Isn't this, I mean, we have the, the evidence right before our eyes, and people don't want to see it. Why? Because they don't want to be called racists. They don't want to be called racists by some woke journal, journalists or political activists. When the people themselves are being victimized, and that, that's just astounding to me. John, but this bill is even worse. I mean, right now in Cook County, uh, the chief judge can stack the bond courts with the judges he wants. And so he can kind of control outcomes. And if he wants to release more people, you know, I, I've worked in the court system for years. You have yeah. judges of all sorts of, you know, different propensities. You have right. judges that are hammers and are, are not going to put up for anything and, right. and are going to be tough. And you have right. judges that are soft. Right. Who's in those bond courts matter. But this act takes a discretion away from the judges. What we've been saying, if you want to get away from cash bail, you look at New Jersey and the bill that Governor Christie negotiated with the, the Democratic legislature, any felony and a whole host of misdemeanors, the judge can determine that detention is appropriate and detain the, the individual. They don't take anything off the table. Getting back to your point, in this bill, they take aggravated battery, intimidation, kidnapping, 
robbery, second degree murder, burglary, drug induced homicide. They take all those off the table because those are probationable, forcible felonies. And any forcible felony that someone can re- potentially upon conviction receive probation, it's an option for the judge. Mm-hmm. The judge cannot detain them under the public safety or threat to a particular person standard in this act. It's only that phony, you know, flight risk standard that is never going to be proven. Tim Evans, Tim Evans and Tony Preckwinkle got together, as you mentioned earlier, and they reduced um, the size of the jail. And I understand why, because they they figured, you know, nonviolent offenders should not be in prison awaiting trial. And I agree with that. I agree. Um, and I think most judges, every ju- every ju- so-called hard judge I know agrees with that. The problem is when you come to repeat violent offenders who are going to intimidate witnesses, terrify their neighborhoods, and laugh and laugh as they come out and, w- and they got the bulge in their pocket, and that's the gun, and they come after the witness in the neighborhood, and everybody knows it, and they run. And all of a sudden you hear three or four shots and it's over. That's what happens in Chicago on a daily basis. Don't people understand this, John? And that is the system that we need to design. We need to design a system to deal with that. Those Mm -hmm. individuals get detained. So if that happens, nothing's off the table with them. And you put the discretion in the judge's hands. They have the background. They have the, the facts known at the time when the individual, when, when the perpetrator appears before them, they can take that all into consideration. That's the New Jersey bottle. We don't have that here. This is going to take discretion away from judges. And that's a bad, I mean, that's going to lead to bad results. I mean, one of the results could be judges just lock everybody up and it could go the other way if they're trying to keep violent people off the streets which, I mean, in theory could happen. But what my question to you, John, while we got you here is the, uh, what happens to people who are in jail and have paid bail now, you know, as of December of this year and are still in or haven't or are not on bail? And what, how does that whole system work? People are already in the system as it sits. Are they, they're not getting grandfathered into this new system? I mean, here's, the have- an- here's the answer. We don't know. I've seen proponents say there's no grandfathering. That's not true. That's not in the act. So I think you're going to see county by county, uh, different implementation on that fact. So I think you're going to see out in DuPage County where we have a great prosecutor, Bob Berlin, you're going to see them filing petitions for people that are posted significant bonds, mm-hmm. but still pose a danger to the community. Like, for example, those shooters at Oak Brook Mall who, who posted very significant bonds and they're not, and they're not in custody. They're out. You're going to see them file a petition to have that bond revoked and taken in but it's it's the other way where you're going to have a rampant use of petitions filed by defense attorneys and public defenders to empty out those jails and that's what's coming they will have to file a petition they'll have to motion the case up before the judge so everything's not going to happen just on january 1st the court system's going to have to deal with that but in those first couple weeks in january that's what's going that's what's coming so don't have a case pending is what you're saying in January for anything else if you can avoid it because the this, this, this system's going to slow down to a halt and deal with all this nonsense. That, that and you you will have some other counties circuits that will that will uh, take 
the tack that, that that was a lawful order back when bail was assessed prior to this act's implementation, and that order stands. And you're going to see it's a it's going to be a mess, and it's going to oh be disparate gosh. throughout the state. It's going to work its way up through the court system because they didn't take the time to to, to write this, vet it. Uh, you know, they were in a rush to pass an 800 Why? page. Uh, piece why, of, be, why, because why they were it was the emotion of time they were trying to ride the emotion of the george floyd that was lame duck the next day we were swearing in a new general assembly right. they had a whole host of votes Jeez. from legislators that were yeah. not getting sworn in the next day they were done so they were never going to have to stand before the public <laughs> and account for their vote got, by the way they, they're, they're talk they've, they've uh warned us to reserve time january 4th to 10th uh, 2020 upcoming this January, because that's another lame duck session before the new general assembly gets sworn in. So who knows what sorts of bad ideas they have that they want to jam through Gosh. using retiring legislators as the p- extra votes, the padded votes, so they can keep their targets off some of these votes. Where do we but go? That, that's, where, where do, okay. Let's okay. On the politics of it, Mike, uh, the black caucus, is basically the big dog in the in the legislature now. They are powerful. They have power, and uh, come, uh, Speaker Welch and LG Sims and others were in charge of it, and they wanted this thing, as did Tony Preckwinkle, Kim Fox, and that whole crew. But Madigan was still in power, and uh, he seemed to want to go with it to go with this because he he wanted the, to hit the votes to stay in power. But when it turned out that he didn't have the votes uh, and he left, this thing was sort of left on its own, this safety act. And all of a sudden, it, it gathers enough votes to pass. And now there's nobody responsible. Who's wait, wait, wait. responsible? Yeah, when the safe, when it passed the Senate, Madigan was still in power. It was yeah. that next. We were at five in the morning. It right. was a few hours later when they had that meeting. He didn't have the votes, and and they elected uh, Speaker Welch. Right, and then they they ran this through in the House. You're right. So it was all happening at the same time. I think the Black Caucus was uh, amongst Speaker Madigan's most loyal supporters. Yes, they were. And so he was trying to deliver this for them. But there, um, but Mike. Mike is many things. He's not an, a moron or an idiot. And I, and I would think he would try to, he was going to try to hold, hold back this, this thing and just use it to, you know, to stay in power, but to hold this back, I can't speak for him because it doesn't matter. And it's, it's over. And it did pass. That may but explain not, the two year implementation day. Like they, yeah. they delayed implementation for two years yeah. for a reason. It was either, because it'd be after Governor Pritzker's next elect election to right. try to keep the issue off the table, which mm-hmm. really was silly because, I mean, it is the, it's one of the issues in the election. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe the speaker just thought he would have time to fix it. But like you, you said, who knows? And now we have a, a case where Jeff Carlin wants desperately to know who are the legislators who <laughs> voted for it? Where do we find that information before they change their votes and weasel their way out of this uh, accountability? Well, it, this was House Bill 3653 in the 101st General Assembly, I believe. Um, right. 
So that's where you would find it. No Republican voted for this. You had uh, you had a, a few Democrats vote no, and then you had quite a few Democrats just not vote. They wouldn't vote for it. But it it Jeez. it passed in the Senate with a vote to spare. And, uh, you know, and, and in the House, I believe it, they just hit the number. And it so, was they held that roll call open for a while while they were pressuring that last vote uh, on the floor to uh, presses uh, to vote. Yes. Wow. And, and all this will come back to revisit them. Do you think as we reach I, November, you know, it, it, it is, it's an issue, John, we're going to win some races on this issue. The economy is an issue. The Dobbs decisions an issue. There are a lot of issues. Elections are, uh, there's a lot of cross currents, um, but we will win some races on this. Uh, you have suburban Democrats um, that are running from this issue. Quite frankly, this issue resonates more in suburban Cook County than it does in DuPage or any of the other collar counties because the people in Cook County have been closer to to right. this issue and have seen these failings more up front, up close for a long time. So when we, we you know, when we get into polling on this, this actually is a bigger issue in suburban Cook. And if Republicans are going to um, get back and have a meaningful role in, in this state, in the politics of the state, we have got to get back into the game in suburban Cook County as we also start to win back areas in the collar counties. There was it's a this, must. There was this deranged columnist. Let me tell you about him. He, he sometimes he grilled on Sundays in his home. <laughs> he was he, he was totally insane, and he would say about six months ago, a year ago, um, where are the republic? Where's the Republican Party? Where's their candidate for Cook County Board President? Because this issue of crime and the Kim Fox and and all the nonsense and you know Timmy Evans and all that will become an issue. And the Republican Party seemed to not listen to this guy, I guess, because, you know, they didn't think he knew what he's talking about. Uh, but it was an issue. It is an issue. Was that a mistake to not have a candidate and to worry about, like, a guy like uh, the mayor of, of uh, Aurora to promote that guy instead of building the party? solidly on issues that really matter to people like crime this this issue is a party building platform that we are using in cook county in in pockets of chicago to build infrastructure and i think you know the last elected office we held in cook county countywide was the state's attorney's office jack o'malley yeah and i, I think the next elected office Republic, the Republican Party will hold in Cook County will, again, be that state's attorney's office. And that's coming up in two years. So that's going to be incredibly important that we build towards that. Well, John, I mean, I thank you for the time. We, I know you're uh, a busy man. John, you do, before we do, Lewis, John, I want to ask you, what, uh, let's say you've got time, you got like an hour for lunch, which I'm sure is a rarity. Where are you going to get a good sandwich? Where's your go-to place? Oh, um, Besides you know, my I, house, where you oh, right. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, I, I mean, I, I'm just a burger guy, so I, right. I'm looking for the closest place to duck in and a burger, you know, with uh, American cheese and and a few extra fix, fixings on it, and I'm happy. Oh. Good simple man, I get it. All right, all right. Anyway, no, no, no one you want to give a, a hat tip to because yeah, I'm sure they'd be happy to put a burger, a John Curran burger, on the or Senator Curran burger on the menu. You know, my, Jeff, my problem is I'm always traveling. I'm always on the go, so I'm constantly <laughs> on the app. What's close? So, sure, so it's, it's hit or miss. It's hit or miss. But you know, I, you. I uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say I would serve a justice burger. <laughs> with uh, with extra bacon, and I would serve it on one of those uh, scales, you know, scales of blind scales of justice, like, and and I would bring it to your table and uh, enjoy enjoy it. Thanks, That's John. Sounds delicious. Thank you, John. Thanks, Chef. You bet. Thank you, sir. That was John Curran, state senator, Western Burbs, part of the uh, Supreme Court group that's trying to fix if they can yes the implement implementation task force that the for this horrendous bill that as he said <laughs> needs to be rebuilt from the ground up jeff this is just beyond under it's just yeah my god yeah uh, i had a friend coming trying to get home this weekend from they were going to a, a an event at the drake mm-hmm. and they got stuck in traffic jeez oh, and it took them hours and then they get home to the their burbs and the husband is a city guy and knows mm-hmm. i mean all his life and he's driving trying to get side shortcuts and so forth and his wife is a city girl and she's freaking out and doesn't want you know it's, he's trying to reassure reassure her sure. yes honey you know it's okay we're okay they finally they made it home right but okay. but when you take people and force them off the path of, you know, understanding right. to like uh, make shortcuts in neighborhoods that they haven't perhaps visited in 20, 30 years. You're asking yeah. for trouble. Yeah, exactly. How do you think the mayor handled that? Poorly. And I think the, uh, the superintendent, Dave Brown did even worse. I mean, he was at a press conference on Monday after a weekend of, of of just chaos downtown. I mean, there was no looting, so I guess there's a win there. But you it, had the it, you had the uh, r- restaurant patio shot up by gangbangers. Yeah, you did. the guy saying, "What the bleep are you looking at?" And then he starts shooting at the patrons. Right there in was, restaurant row. Yeah, there was that. I mean, that obviously terrible. But it, the, the the rub was that he while he was saying all this he's trying to pat himself on the back saying you know let's look at what the good we did the good we did and it's like okay sure but you also had a weekend where it had twice the normal number of shootings in it and you had a weekend where you know people were, were saying that there were wait times for a robbery nonviolent robbery or a break-in were hours nine hours people were waiting for a copy because show they canceled they canceled the uh right. police uh 911 calls because Oh, we got too many problems here. We can't deal with your problem. Right. You, know, you might have a you might have a burglar in your living room, but we as long as he, as long as there's no blood on the carpet, we can't come yet. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. And he and you know the whole time you know, Brown is like, wow, this is great. You know, we we, we I think we made the right choices. We did the right, right things. And you know, a month from now when they they start pulling out the data and say, well, look, there were crimes down, crimes down. Well, yeah, it's because you're not no, you're not taking reports on half the calls that are coming in. So of course you don't have any crime debt data to, to give us. 
they're going to play it up to the same thing. Like, well, look, the numbers are down. It, it's, it's all smoke and mirrors. And then he tries to play all cutesy with the reporters saying he doesn't want to get into politics. How, you go out there and he tries to be all cutesy and funny, and he winds up having no substance, and 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 he fails. Time is it his again. fault or is this his boss? I, his I think boss, she's the one freaking out over these yeah. so-called Mexican immigrants right. and shipping them to DuPage County because while screaming that uh, Republicans ship them here, how dare they? Right. And then she sends them out. She's right. the one who's at fault. Well, I'm sure. I mean, she's certainly not, you know, without blame. But I mean, this I I just I'm talking personally here for him because it drives me nuts that he want that he has the the audacity to try to be sly and cute and funny. And he's doing a terrible job at the same time. Like, have some humility, have be be humble about you, the failures you're making. I mean, this is the guy who came in and eliminated all the task force that we're going to, you know, the quick action tactical task force. And then what happened a year later, a year and a half later, it was a nightmare, a disaster. And he had to go back on it quietly, putting them back into place. I mean, this is a guy who who likes to play fun with the reporter. Say, well, I'm not going to answer that question because I don't I don't want to. I'm not prepared for that right now. It's too political. Well, then don't stand up in front of reporters. Hire somebody who can do do that part of your job so you can focus on doing your job, which you're not doing. Or, or at least you are doing and you're failing at it. I mean, I, I'm so mad at these guys. I mean, the same the same crap with JB. I mean, this guy has the audacity to tell people, oh, the, the Safety Act is perfect. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. Don't the, Any Republican, you're anybody, you're, you're a racist, racist or you're a terrible yeah. person or you uh, don't understand the plight of these people. Excuse me? This is the same jackass who bought the house next to him because he didn't want to have someone else buy it, took the toilets out so he didn't have to pay taxes on it, and then says, well, it was a mistake. It was an over. We didn't understand. He's a and scoundrel. That, he's an absolute scoundrel. And when and he talks, his, he lies to you. Wait so, a second. And then let his wife take the fall. Right. Oh, gosh. Yes, I forgot about that part. He's that much of a, of a coward that he let his, his wife take the hit and said, well, she made a mistake. Oh, come on. And then we're supposed to believe these jackasses when they when they try to tell us that the sky is blue. Gosh, you're supposed to believe as long as they've got media protecting them. Oh, well, yeah, that's telling the worst. Them, telling you you're a racist. Uh, don't be with Cass. Don't be with Carla. Right. I mean, yeah. my God, uh, don't you care about what people think of you? How and dare I, you question what we're force yeah. feeding you? I mean, it, right. that's that's the thing. It's just unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. Absolutely. And, and John, to your point about I, it's a great point about the idea that, you know, and, and Curran made it just Senator Curran made it too that that, you know, if, if you're going to have a seat at the table in changing the state's one party politics, which are not helping anybody, you need to have a, a power in Cook County politics. And like you said, the Republicans just just that they don't have that. And it's it's not it, they're building to it, but. It's. I think the state's going to be in for a long hurt before that. I let him get away with it, you know, because uh, you know you're our guest, Mr. Curran. I'm not going to, you know, trash yeah. you. But uh, the fact is, and he's not the one responsible. Right. The state Republican Party rolled over, and the leaders, like you know, maybe Durkin and the others, leaders rolled over and allowed Tony Preckwinkle to run without challenge. They could have had this. This issue was teed up. Yeah. for them in cook county yep. to attack they, they could you have used it to go after pritzker who signed the bill and preckwinkle and all the, and and uh attorney general uh raul who obviously showed he does not know anything about the law i don't know where did you get his law degree at a off a matchbook or something i mean my god if he was the attorney general when this 
miasma was passed. <laughs> yes. uh, I don't. I don't see how you can call yourself a lawyer. I don't know. I, it's certainly disheartening, and then people want to people want to critique you for criticize you for leaving the state. Come well, on, it's not. They can they can say what they want. I've given myself a twenty five thousand yeah. dollars uh, yeah. uh, raise, and uh, everything's great at johncastnews.com. You're welcome. Everybody's welcome to criticize me. <laughs> on the left, and every all the normal people can come and subscribe to johncastnews.com. And I don't I don't mind it because I don't need to wear to carry it. You know, Benny told me the other day, Jeff, uh, yeah. uh honey, I'm going to the Walgreens for uh to pick up your medicine. <laughs> okay, right. true story. And I'm like, thanks, son. And she went and picked up the medicine. And not one time did I think, as I did when we lived in in the year of Provence in Chicago or even in Cook County, uh, not one time did I worry that she was going to get carjacked. Okay. Yeah. Cause that doesn't happen. I mean, it happens everywhere, but you're right. It's not, it's not a regular occurrence here. You don't have to have a stick to go to get your uh, yeah. insulin. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. That's just the way it is. Okay. So, so uh, Jeff, before we go, any part, parting thoughts for the uh, the people of uh, the Chicago Way family? I do, absolutely. I have to thank you, John, because uh, we had a wonderful dinner the other night uh, with you and Betty and Matt Rosenberg oh, and yeah. his wife, Patricia. And uh, we had a nice, we, we, we picked them up uh, and we brought them out to the restaurant and we had a wonderful conversation in the car ride, John. I was, we should have put you and Betty on speakerphone so you can be part of it. But um, it was very nice. It was a lovely evening. And uh, where did we go? Kama, right? Kama uh, Bistro. Kama Bistro, right. In, uh, in LaGrange, it was fantastic. Uh, shout out to the owner who is a character in his own right and the store. Yeah, Vikram. It's just uh, and his Polish wife Agnes and uh, they're beautiful, beautiful people. And mm-hmm. it's a visit to Flavor Town, baby, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, my God. Yeah, and, and and to have uh, Indian food experts like uh, I know Matt, Ro- Matt Rosenberg and his wife, and then uh, uh, Christine, your wife. Yeah, she's a she's a, an aficionado. I just play dumb and, and order whatever she says I should order. Um, but it uh, it was fantastic. I mean, the food was out of this world. The the, the I, I'm being effusive, but we it was a one of a really good night, and it was something we needed to be out and be social. And Betty and I were so happy that you guys came and were our guests. And Matt and and Matt and his wife are now in Italy, um, right? Walking the Alps or something like. Uh, somewhere on the northern reaches of Italy. And uh, I mean, like talking about being cool people, they're, they're beyond <laughs> cool, you know? They are. All right. So, cool. so, so we thank Jeff, you, John. Yeah. It was just great to, and I, and I just got one thing to say for everyone who was there with uh, me and Matt at the nutrient neighbors, wirepoint.org uh, event. Yeah. The barbecue uh, luncheon, right? Great barbecue and great uh, conversation. The the main thing is people say, like, how do we fight all this? You know, how do we fight this? They already show great courage. They stand up when when forces are around them trying to get them to sit down and shut up. And they don't. They refuse. And the second thing that, that they have to do, that everyone has to do, 
is not kneel and accept the what they're feeding you. Yeah. Just stand up and say, no, thank you. I'm an American. I don't have to eat your slop. Yeah. Question is what they're telling you because it's. Yeah. For John Curran, state senator, Republican from the Western Suburbs, former assistant Cook County State's attorney for many, many years. Thanks for explaining to us the Safety Act, and we'll get into more about it as we go along. And for Jeff Carlin, executive producer, WGN Radio, my friend, co-host here. Uh, We're finalizing our our revenue uh, agreement contract, so the Chicago Way keeps going, and uh, thanks to Jeff, it keeps going. And for me, John Cass, husband, father, Greek Orthodox Christian, editor-in-chief of John Cass News, and lover of Kama Bistro in LaGrange. Man, tasty. See you again next time on another edition of the Chicago Way Podcast on WGN+.